In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the fourth Sunday of Paona, and today the Gospel is from Luke chapter 6. And as we've mentioned every week of Paona, the theme of this Coptic month is fellowship with the Holy Spirit. How the Holy Spirit works in our lives. And the Gospel of today is extremely difficult. Extremely difficult. Some might call it radical. Some might call it extreme. Some might say that this passage is not practical in our society. And to be very honest, I think I would agree with them. This passage is very difficult. And even it has this impression that it's unattainable. But, and, and it would be irrelevant for carnal or secular or worldly people. And that's why I think it fits so well with this theme, because we said the theme is fellowship with the Holy Spirit. How can someone love their enemies and do good to those who hate them? It's only through the work of the Holy Spirit. It is the grace of the Holy Spirit in our lives that we will be able to do what is written in the Gospel of today. An Eastern Orthodox monk, a contemporary monk, he said on this passage, the soul that has not known the Holy Spirit does not understand how to love one's enemies and does not accept it. And I feel that this passage that we read today is the heart of the Christian life. Because it demands the Christian to be supremely good. Supremely good, no matter the circumstance. That's why Christians are called to love their enemies, to do good to those who hate them, to bless those that curse them, to pray for those who spitefully use them, to turn the other cheek, to give liberally without restraint. And when a Christian does these things, Why should a Christian do these things? Is that when a Christian does these things, the Christian actually becomes like God. And God wants us to be like Him. So this gospel is for everyone. It is not just for the extreme Christians. No. This Christian is for every person who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ because God wants us to be like Him. Our Lord said in the gospel, He said, Therefore you shall be, you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is Perfect. And this is the work of the Holy Spirit in our life to perfect us, to transform us into His image, to make us a perfect man. In the Gospel of today, it speaks about being the same verse but a little different. It says, You shall be merciful just as your Father is merciful. This is the work of the Holy Spirit in our life to be perfect. And actually, C.S. Lewis, he says something very nice in his book, Mere Christianity, on this topic. He says, the command to be perfect is not just like an ideal guess. Anybody who knows chemistry or has taken a science class knows that in, in science we use something called the ideal gas law. The ideal gas law is for ideal gases. But guess what? There are no... There are no ideal gases. 
This is just imagination. This is called ideal. It's, a, it's, a, it's just approximation. It's just something that, you know, gases behave ideal at very low temperature and pressure. That's just an ideal thing. It's not, doesn't really exist. And St. Saint, Saint C.S. Lewis says, The command, be ye perfect, is not like an ideal gas. It is not a command to do the impossible. He says, He is going to make us into creatures that can obey the command. He said in the Bible that we were gods and He is going to make good His words. If we let Him, for we can prevent Him if we choose. He will make, uh, make the feeblest and filthy of us into a god or goddess, a dazzling, radiant, immortal creature pulsating through all with such energy and joy and wisdom and love as we cannot now imagine. A bright stainless mirror which reflects back to God perfectly. His own boundless power and delight and goodness. He says, now this part's very nice, he says the process will be long and in parts very painful, but that is what we are in for. Nonetheless, he meant what he said. He wants to perfect us. And today I would like to share with you four steps that we can apply this gospel to our lives. Four, yani, each step a little more difficult than the other. So hopefully we can step through each one of these steps and how we can apply this gospel. The first step is not to be the first person to cause harm. Try not to provoke others. Do not be a troublemaker. There are some, especially in our day and age, they like the drama. The Hebwood drama. And they like to stir the pot. Or they like to share the tea, as the, the youth say these days. They like to gossip. We need to be careful with our words. The Pauline epistle today, it says, Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. And when St. Paul wrote this, uh, this epistle, in the Pauline epistle, let your words be seasoned with grace, the commentary, like the church fathers, they said that St. Paul wrote this because he didn't want the Christians to go and provoke the Gentiles. He didn't want them to go and irritate the non-believers or to provoke the non-believers to persecute the church and then to blaspheme God. And this is why, this is the first lesson for us today, is do not provoke others. Do not provoke others. Try to be blameless. And why are you upset with me? I didn't want you to be upset with me. Try to be a peacemaker, not an instigator. And if we do this, at least... From our side, if we do this, at least from our side, we won't have enemies. Others may see us as enemies, but we won't see anyone as an enemy. Actually, St. Ephraim the Syrian, he said, you should have only one enemy. And that is Satan. That's the only enemy. We don't want to have enemies with anyone. The second step, the second step 
is not to take revenge. Maybe I wasn't the first person who started it. And maybe someone did something to me that really hurts. And the natural response is when someone hurts you to Dihum and give them one back. But this is not the Christian way. This is not the Christian way. Hate destroys, but love and mercy heals. And actually love and mercy, that is, is transformational. When we hate, we destroy others and we destroy ourselves. And, and I told you this example before, but the example D is unbelievable, very beautiful, is like the bee. Arfin al bee. The bee that goes and it stings someone. But when it stings someone, guess what happens to the bee? It dies. It dies. And St. John Chrysostom, he says that it is, this is a great example for us. It's when we hate others, when we want to sting others, when we want to... Actually, we're hurting them. The sting, it hurts me when the bee stings me. But actually, who's the one that gets the real pain? Is the person who gives the, the harsh words. And that's why one of like encouraging words that I would say to you is that when someone does something mean to you, take it. Take it. Swallow it. <coughs> take it down. Do not return evil for evil. In the life of St. Moses, there was a time in the sayings, it says, when people said offensive things to him, and afterward, they came to St. Moses and they said, Abba, did that not grieve you at all when they offended you and said all of these like bad words? He said, I was grieved indeed. It really hurt what they said. But he said, I kept silent. I kept silent. When someone hurts you, do not return evil. At least... Keep silent. Keep your peace. Saint Isaac the Syrian, he says something very nice. He said, let yourself be persecuted, but do not persecute. Let yourself be crucified, but do not crucify. Let yourself be insulted, but do not Insult. The worst thing that we can do is when we get into fights with each other, and then another one, give one right back. Be angry, but do not sin. Learn to keep your silence. Learn to keep your peace. Learn not to go for vengeance. The Bible says, do not repay evil for evil. And the Bible says, God, vengeance is mine. So put it on Rabbana and you take the lowest place and swallow it without doing anything evil. The third step, the third step, a little more difficult, is to consider the insults and the offenses as a gift from God. As a gift from God. I want us to see the challenges. To see that a difficult person, 
difficult people are always like a thorn in one side. Sah? difficult people? And I know several. And they could be yani, a thorn in the side. But we shouldn't look at it as like a, a curse. Look at it as a as a blessing. Because a difficult person will teach us how to be patient. So look at your enemies differently. Saint Zosima, he said something very interesting. He said, if someone remembers a brother who has hurt or injured or insulted him, he must regard him as a doctor, as a benefactor sent by Christ. So the person who's insulting you, this is not an enemy, this is not a thorn. Saint Zosima says, this is a a doctor. A doctor sent for your, your salvation. If you get upset in these circumstances, it means that your soul is sick. Indeed, if you were not sick, you would not suffer. So give thanks to this brother, for through him you know your illness. One thing I have realized is that the things that we are most upset about, everyone to think about what upsets them the most, who has upset them the most, what has angered them the most. And if you think about it, the things that upset you, and the things that cause you to be angry, these are usually the things that we love so dearly. These are the things that perhaps we are most attached to. If my conflict is, I can't imagine someone would talk to me in this way. This means that sometimes I might have pride. And we might say things like, I deserve better and this and this and this and this. This reveals that I, I need to be more humble. To accept criticism without reproach. Maybe if your conflict is about business and about worldly things... Maybe this is an, an idea, like you should diagnose yourself and say that I am attached to the worldly things and cares of this world. And that's why the gospel says, if anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your, let him have your cloak also. If I can't give, if I can't give my cloak or I can't give my tunic, this is an indication that I love my cloak or I love my tunic. And I am attached to my cloak or my tunic. I was thinking about it like this. If someone sued you and said, I'm suing you for two pennies. Let's go to court. I'm going to take you to court. And I'm going to fight you. Ashen, these two pennies. I want every penny that you... You will never take one... Nothing. No, you'd say, two pennies does... Two pennies does... The two pennies does not valuable to me. Well, until you would go to war with two pennies. What if it was two million pennies? That's still... Pennies. 22 million pennies, duh. $20,000. It's still, at the end of the day, it's still 
pennies. When I said Danny and I feel a lot of the conflicts we have with each other are over pennies. How do you only care that? How do you do this? Ishmael, you didn't do this. Two pennies. Two pennies? Here, take your two pennies. Be happy. Let's be at peace together. Consider the, 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 the trial as a blessing in your life. The fourth one now is to go the extra mile. The fourth step is to go the extra mile, to be loving, to do acts of kindness to someone who is hurting me, and to be merciful no matter the circumstance. That's why our Lord, He said, if you don't do this, if you are not able to go the extra and do the extra mile, and to be kind to someone who is hurting you, he said that if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? He said, even the sinners do the same. And he said, if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? They get into a conflict with someone And they said uh, Well just uh, I will not I don't want to have anything to do with this person Put them away And I don't see That's good But that's maybe step three This is not the fulfillment of the gospel The gospel says to do good to those who To hurt you to pray for those who spitefully use you. We've gotten used to being maybe at step one or step two. That's ma'ula for step one or two. But we need to move on to yani step three or step four. Being merciful means to be compassionate. It means to have deep sensitivity for others. And one of the, I think, the biggest issue our Lord Jesus Christ had with the Pharisees is that they were not merciful. They had no love. And that's why, Yanni, many times our Lord, He told the Pharisees, He says, I want you to go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. But the Pharisees, nashif, and they, they would never understand. And on one occasion, they saw a man with a withered hand, and they asked the Lord, is it lawful to heal this man on the Sabbath? And one of the interesting things is, they never considered that this man who has a withered hand, yani, if you have a withered hand, you probably can't work. You probably, life is probably very difficult for you. If you, and if you don't have, if you have a withered hand. And so, our Lord tried to help them understand, to be merciful to this man that doesn't have a hand. And He told them, what man is there among you who has one sheep, and if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not lay hold of it and lift it out? Or how much more value then is man than sheep? Do you see the value of man? And the Pharisees, although like still he gave them this idea, they still didn't understand because they were consumed with hatred. And after this story, it says the Pharisees, they wanted to go and kill the Lord Jesus Christ. 
That's why we need to be merciful. To be merciful. Otherwise, you will miss out on all these opportunities. You'll see the people with withered hands, and you will miss the opportunity to show compassion to them. You'll see the one in the pit, and many are in the pit. And you could just walk right by them. But the true Christian, he would see the one in the pit and want to lift them, lift them up. Will it be heavy? Is it heavy and difficult to get someone out of the pit? Absolutely. But this is the duty of the Christian. St. Isaac the Syrian, he said, Do you desire to have communion with God? He says, Cleave to mercy. All acts of mercy will make the soul a partaker without delay in the unique glory of the divine rank. When we show mercy to our brothers, even when they might not deserve it, we become like God. We become like God. That's why the gospel, it says, He makes His sun rise on the evil and on the the good. He sends His rain on the just and on the Unjust. So God is good to all and we should be good to all. That's why I want everyone today to give up the anger, the resentment that they have in their heart for anyone. Show them mercy. Show them love. If they did something, do an act of kindness for them. I, I think in our church, we say this word a lot, and some people think this is just out of weakness that we say it. We say, Malish, Hakale, it's okay. And we think this is just a sign of weakness. No, this is not sign of weakness. Actually, the one who can say, Malish, it's okay, and it's this is okay. This is actually more powerful than someone who says, No. I need them to apologize first. I need them to come and say this. I need them to do this. That's why... That's why the Gospel says, Love your enemies, do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. And that's why when we give... St. Basil, he tells us, when we give to a poor person, when we do these acts of kindness, you can look at it two ways. You can look at it as a gift. When I do something nice for Meselan, a poor person, St. Basil says, this is a gift. This will be a gift to you. But then he says, actually, it is also a, a loan. He says, when I do a gift for you, this is a gift to you, but actually it is a loan from God. And God will repay the loan with much more. I hope you see this idea. That love, that is a gift to others, but actually it is a loan from God. And God will repay us with much, much more. That's why the Catholic epistle, it said, the last thing I'll leave you with, is what the Catholic epistle said. It says, Brethren, if anyone among you wanders from the truth, and someone turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from error of his way will save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. Love, mercy, covers multitude of sins. 
We have a duty as Christians to show love and mercy and to cover the sins of everyone. I hope everyone today will think about these four steps. This is the heart of the Gospel. One, the first step is, at least, you won't... You won't initiate. You won't provoke. Number two, if you didn't initiate or you didn't provoke, at least you won't take revenge. The third step is if... Now, someone has done something bad to you, you will consider the insults, the offenses as gift from God, a blessing from God, to diagnose my own self-pride, to diagnose my attachments. And fourth, is to be loving no matter the circumstance, because this will cover multitude of sins. And glory be to God forever. Amen.